are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Tonight, I want to tell you that all this week, around the globe, there's going to be Zoom seminars and lectures. They're going to uh, 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 label many of those as the secret. They're going to give you the secret ingredient, the secret for uh, financial investments, the secret for diversifying your funds, the secrets of a good marriage, the secret of successful coaching, the secret of teaching, the secret, the secret of marriages and a strong marriage, the secret of parenting, uh, the secret of cooking. I'm not going to be watching that one. I have no idea. I have no desire. And you know the truth of the matter is God gives us a secret also. I want to read the verse and I want to then go back and look at the psalm with you tonight. Verse 14 the Bible says, the secret of the Lord. The secret, and tonight I speak to you about the secret of the Lord. I have no idea how to tell you how to invest your money. That is not my expertise. If you ask me, I would not know what to tell you. I don't know how to buy an automobile. I think if I wanted to, I probably could figure it out, but I have, I'm not good at that. Uh, Brother Brother Bybee moved and he bought all my cars for years and he's at Pastor Kobenatz. And I called Pastor Kobenatz when they moved. I said, could I talk to him about a car? He's a member there now, a loyalty. He goes, well, certainly. It's getting time to maybe trade my car off or something. And he called me recently. And I told him what I was thinking about. Nope, you're not getting that car. I said, you're not even a member of this church. You tell me what I can and cannot get. And I said, well, I'm thinking about a used car. No, you're not getting a used car. And so I kind of like that guy, but he's got it all planned. But um, I'm thinking about a Lamborghini, but just want you to pray about it with me. You imagine how how uncomfortable that would be. And so I don't want a Lamborghini. I'm leaning toward a brand new Corvette. Now that would seem comfortable, I'm not sure. But you know, God says, I've got a secret for you. I want to let you in on a secret. And this psalm is such a great psalm because God is going to tell us the secret of blessing on our lives. David writes the psalm. As David writes the song, he is now an older man because in this psalm, he reminds God, that doesn't sound correct the way I say that. He, 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 he talks to God and he says, Lord, remember not the sins of my youth. David talked about his sins twice in this chapter. My heart aches for someone like David, a a good, good man, and a man who who, who did, did so well, but in a moment of weakness, he destroyed his testimony, his good name. But you know, David got it right with God. And I'm a little bit, a bit weary with people that won't let someone get their life right with God. Oh, we all fail. I'm glad none of our sins are out exposed to the public, but when they get out to the public, and I'm not saying cover sin. I'm not ever saying cover crimes. I don't know where that nonsense begins. Don't believe in covering crimes. This church has never believed in covering crimes. But I tell you what, friend, I believe 
when a man sins, a woman sins, and they want to get right with God, and they get right with God, ye that are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness and fear, lest considering thyself, yet you be tempted as well. God's house needs to be a recovery place for people as well. Or you might not be able to do some things you once did. I believe personally, if a man, a man sins against his wife, he should never think of the ministry again. He's supposed to be blameless. But I do believe that all of our sin is forgiven, yes. But I also believe that when you mount the pulpit by the grace of God, you should try to live in accordance to the word of God. I get weary with you people that cannot forgive someone. And I get weary with that crowd on the internet that you have to broadcast every sin. And the reason you do that, because you're covering your own. David committed sin at a younger time in life. And he said, remember not, oh God, I'm old now. Remember not the sins of my youth. The psalm is a great psalm. The first seven verses is prayer one. The last seven verses is prayer two. In prayer one, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor transgressions according to thy mercy. Remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. And so he prays in these first seven verses about his relationship. He's a sobbing, broken man. But I want you to know the attitude of the psalm is not that of despair. It's a great psalm. We're going to see what he learned through all these trials. He says in verse 16, his second prayer, turn thou unto me, turn thou unto me. I'm gonna put this towel right here. I don't know if that shows up on the internet, but I, 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 it's running into my Bible, so I hope that doesn't bother you. But the Bible says, verse number, turn thou unto me and have mercy unto me. I'm desolate and afflicted. He's praying, the troubles of my heart are enlarged. Oh, bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon mine affliction and my pain and forgive all my sins. You know, when David committed adultery, he did not realize that his sin was ever going to be before him. My heart aches for that good man, a man after God's heart that failed in a moment of weakness. Oh, keep my soul. Deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O oh God, out of his troubles. So we have two prayers, one at the beginning, one at the end, but the central message is in the middle. Verses number eight through 15. That's the central message tonight. And in that central message is verse 14. 
the secret of the Lord. God is gonna give us a secret. A secret is something that is veiled. It's something that is quiet. It's something that is not necessarily revealed. But God says, I wanna give you a secret. What is the secret? The secret is to fear God. The secret is to get up tomorrow morning and fear God. Notice what he says. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, that fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Now, we think of that word fear. And as we think of that word fear tonight, it is not that you bite your nails out. You're chewing on your nails. I'm afraid of God. I'm afraid I fear him. I'm just so nervous. Oh, I hope he doesn't hurt me tonight. I hope he doesn't hit me over the head. I fear God. That's not the fear of the Lord. Our God is a loving God. For God so loved the world. We don't serve a God like these gods on these statues that are mean and they're ugly and they're all vicious looking. Oh, we serve a holy, loving, heavenly Father. A God that loves us and he loves us as a child and he loves me as if I was his only child. The fear of the Lord for the sake of uh, time. Just go back to chapter 19. The Bible says in verse nine of chapter 19, the fear of the Lord is clean. I want you to remember that as we go through a few verses in introduction. The fear of the Lord is clean. When I have a fear of God, the word fear is simply this. It's a reverential trust. It's an awe. I have an awe. How great thou art. When I fear God, it means that I'm absorbed that he is great and I'm not great. I have a, 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 a knowledge of the fact that he must increase and I must decrease. It's all about him that he might have, Colossians 1.18, the preeminence. And so we see here, the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of Proverbs tonight. The book of Proverbs, and in Proverbs in chapter one, and we'll just take a few moments and look at these verses in Proverbs, Proverbs chapter one, and verse number seven. Would you read verse seven with me, Proverbs 1.7? and all the tents and the cars and on the internet ready began. The fear of the Lord. You see tonight, you don't have the fear of the Lord if you despise wisdom. If you despise instruction. Notice what the Bible says in chapter three. In chapter number three and verse seven, the Bible says, be not wise in their own eyes, fear. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. When a person has a fear of God, they don't want to be around evil. They don't want to be around that which is shady and that is wrong. And oh, if God's people in America could fall in love with God and have a reverential awe and fear, we'd say, I, I don't want to do that evil. No, no, I don't want to be part of that. Chapter eight, chapter eight means so much to me because when I was a young preacher, my father-in-law, who's probably one of the, if not the best, certainly one of the best, I think the best Bible students I'd ever met in my life. And my father-in-law would come, I can recall when he came one time for what we called a grace conference. 
and he just taught on grace and grace and grace. I can remember book studies. He'd come and we'd announce it for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He'd be teaching every night on this book or this book or this subject. And while he was with me, one time I can recall, I said, I'm having a little trouble. I can remember this had to be 40 years ago. I'm having a little bit of trouble with the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. And I said, I, I know it's not to be afraid of God. I've read Schofield's notes in Psalm 19. It, it's a reverential trust. It's an awe. I understand that. But can you give me some more insight into the fear of the Lord? He said, I certainly, I can remember it. I can remember it. He said, I certainly can. I said, what do you have to tell me? He said, I'll tell you from the Bible. It's Proverbs chapter 8. And he read this text to me. Verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Every time you see it, either the fear of the Lord is clean or you'll see it's to hate evil. That word evil comes, and notice what it says. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. What's the next word? Pride. What's the next one? And arrogancy and the evil way and a forward or a quick crooked mouth. Do I hate? He said, son, that's the fear of the Lord right there. When you begin to hate some things like God hates them. God hates pride. These six things, chapter six, verse 16, that the Lord hate, yea, seven, an abomination, a proud look. God says when we are filled with pride, we do not have the fear of the Lord. Chapter number nine and verse number, verse number 10, 9, 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy is understanding. Oh, I want, I want wisdom. Well, I'm gonna have to fear the Lord. I'm gonna have to hate the evil way. I'm gonna have to hate the sin. I'm gonna have to hate the wrong. I'm gonna have to hate arrogancy and pride and the evil way. And then I'm setting myself up that God says, Jack, you can have some wisdom, but you're gonna have to hate hate these things and love the fear of the Lord. Notice in chapter number 14 and verse number, verse number two, he that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord, but he that is perverse in his way despises him. Now, inventory time. Here's the secret. Do you fear the Lord? Is there a reverential trust? Is there an awe? Is there a way that you don't want to displease him in your words, in your thoughts, in your actions, in our doings? What we, how we act this week, say, I want to, Lord, I want to please you. I just want to please you all this week, God. Everything I do, every conversation, my spirit, my heart, my life, go with me. And this is a powerful text. When I say the text, ladies, you'll know where we're going. Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31, and it's the goal for every home. It's the goal for every church because great ladies are needed in the home and great virtuous ladies are needed in the church. Favor, verse 30, is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Now go back to our psalm, please. So we look at Psalm chapter number 25. As we're looking at Psalm 25, he said the secret, the secret, that which is veiled to most people, the secret of the Lord is this. It's with them that fear him. And notice what he says. 
the first thing he said, if we fear the Lord, how will it show up? Well, verse 12, what man is he that feareth the Lord? Him, him, if a man fears the Lord, him, shall he teach in the way that he should choose. You know, when we fear the Lord, we will want his way and not our way. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm concerned that the average Christian want to do their own thing. I want my will, not thy will be done. I want to go my way. I don't want to go your way. I, there ought to be a time in your life that you could sing, you young people that are soon to leave us and graduate and go for the summer of some of your way and come back, whatever he wants for me. His will, his will, I must do. Wherever he wants to send me, his will, his will, I must do. If he but speaks, I'll obey at his voice. I've already decided his will is my choice. It may be Japan. That may be God's will for your life. It may be Bulgaria. It may be Angola. It may be Brazil. It may be Caracas. It may be Denmark. It may be England. It may be Finland. It may be Germany. It may be Hungary. It may be Ireland. Oh, friend, I don't know what God has for you. It may be the city of Jerusalem. But I want you to know it could be in the States. It could be in this state or another state. And it could be in the rural setting or the city setting. But you say, I don't have an agenda. God you send me where you want me to go and I'll not fight that battle. Give it over to God. The happiest place you'll ever be is in the center of his will. And when I fear the Lord, when I actually have an awe for God, a respect for God, a fear of the Lord, here's the secret. He's gonna show you what to do. What a wonderful thrill. You don't have to try to figure it out. God will show you. He'll make his will plain. He'll teach us where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do. The second thing, when a man fears the Lord, verse 13, his way, his soul shall dwell at ease. His soul shall dwell at ease. Not only when you fear the Lord, will he teach you where to go, but he'll teach you how to get there at ease. Not agitated, not frustrated, not upset. A restless man is never a spiritual man. A man that can never anchor anywhere. He jumps here and he jumps here and he jumps to this job and jumps to that job and jumps to this place and jumps to this where and moves here and goes there. That's because there's no fear of the Lord. He hasn't found the way of the Lord. He hasn't found the path of the Lord. And consequently, he's always agitated, has to be jumping, has to be going. Hey, you boys, as you go, leave us. And you go into the ministry. You find where God wants you and then root yourself for a lifetime and stay there and accomplish something for God in the good times, in the bad times, in the happy times, in the heartache times. Just keep on Keeping on. Here's the secret of the Lord. I'll let you know a secret. Anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere he leads me. Follow, follow. I will follow Jesus. I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord. That's what he says. He said the secret is you have to fear the Lord. 
and he's going to teach you. That means it's going to be taking some time. There's some instruction. I'll teach you. I'll, I'll teach you. And the way he shall choose. Brother Bertrand be behind me here. He's the chairman of our Bible department. I wonder if it's been this year. I wonder it will be next year in school if the Lord tarries. That you'll be teaching some random lesson out of a Bible class. And I should not say random because there's no such thing as random. But you're teaching a lesson. And all of a sudden the Spirit of God gets hold of a young man. And in that class, he got a hold of me in Mrs. Gould's class 51 years ago in English. In English. And God began to work on my heart in an English class in college. English. English. He began to work at me that sophomore year as I just left out of music. I think it was music theory two or it may have been music theory three. And as I was walking out, went to my room to I think quick college is what I was going to do that day. And God began to deal with me in my Bible time from Jeremiah 12, 5. If thou hast run with the footmen and they have wearied thee, then how canst thou contend with the horses? Oh, I want to go to Vietnam. Oh, I want to be a Marine. And oh, I want to leave college. But oh, friend, I found that that day, if I'm running with the footmen and I can't make it here, I'm not going to make it in Vietnam. God had a plan for me. And you know what happened? God began to show me. I've got a letter in my office. I have a file, many files on my wife, all the letters she's sent me through the years. The first letter I have in there, it's from Melvin G. Swanson, her dad. And he dated it, he wrote it on just a, you know, we didn't have stationary, white piece of paper, an old manual typewriter, they typed it. And they said, we'd like to have you consider coming down and candidating in our church to serve the Lord with us here. You know, little did I know that God was gonna give me my wife there. But I do know, though I wasn't a, a perfect student in Bible college, and though I know I had some demerits along the way, I'm certain I know that I had an overwhelming desire to love God and know his will and to serve him. And I can tell you this, God led me there and God took me to the Brian Baptist Church and God brought into my life a wife and God brought into my life a marriage and God showed me his way. And not only did he do that, he, he, because of the fear of the Lord, he let me dwell in ease. If you're agitated about everything, something's wrong. Look at the third thing that takes place here tonight. And the third is in verse 14. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. He will show them his covenant. This precious word of God is the covenant of God to mankind. God will reveal to you from this book. God will reveal to you from this book things that you've never seen before. Isn't it amazing? I've written a book on Nehemiah. I've preached it all over the country. That book of Nehemiah and that great book. Oh, how on Wednesday night God revealed to us that little word us, U.S. I didn't write about that in my book. Why? Because I didn't see it like the man of God said. You know, it'd be thrilling sometimes to say, uh, you, 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 you five preachers, the text is John three sixteen. 
just preach it. Then not any of them have the same outline. You cannot exhaust this book. Forgive me for giving you one last. I just, I, I never thought I'd be speaking about my father-in-law so much tonight. But I can recall the fact when I was getting ready to preach and be a pastor, and I'd been an assistant pastor for about four years, and I called him. I said, you know, I'm a little concerned. I said, I'm going to tell those people, by the grace of God, I'd like to stay for 50 years. I was a kid. We've upped it up a little bit now since that, that time. But I said, I'd like to stay 50 years. Here's my concern. I said, when you think of Sunday school and Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night, I'm concerned that I can stay fresh. Little did I know that we're going to have elementary and junior high and high school and a five-day radio and a college, plus that all there. I never saw all that. And I'd be preaching all the time. I preach all the time. And I said, I'm a little concerned that I, I don't want to repeat. I don't want to be boring. I, I want to. And he said, you know what? I think at that time, I think it, Maybe you've been preaching 25, 30 years. He said, I've been preaching all these years. There's more of the Bible I haven't preached than what I have preached. You cannot take a mathematics book or a science book or a history book and preach out of that one text, that one book for now 45 years. Sunday morning, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, elementary, junior high, high school, college, preacher boys class, radio. You cannot preach out of an English book for 45 years and get anything new. It's dead. But this book is alive. I've never preached the secret of the Lord till tonight. I hear some of the things that Brother Bertram teaches to us as he teaches the word of God. I don't know if they're even written in the Bible. But when he says, turn with me, and I said, lo and behold, that's right there. How did I miss it? Holy Bible, book divine, precious treasure, thou art mine. Mine to chide me when I rove and mine to teach me what I am. When we have the fear of the Lord, his word will come real, become real. It'll burn. When we have the fear of the Lord, he'll teach us what we're supposed to do, his will. When we have the fear of the Lord, uh, a man will dwell at ease. When we have the fear of the Lord, his word will become real. Lastly, verse 15, a man that fears the Lord will keep his eyes on Jesus. Mine eyes are ever toward the Lord. My eyes are on you, Lord. Look unto me and be saved, all ye ends of the earth. Joe, Isaiah 45, 22. That's where Spurgeon was saved on that verse. Looking unto Jesus. We don't look to man. We don't look to self-help programs. We look to Jesus Christ. That's the fear of the Lord. This text is so incredible. Do you notice that the Lord's name, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D is nine times. Every time the Lord's mentioned, it is not small letter O as we see sometimes, capital L, small O, small R. That's a different, different trans, a, a, a word that refers to God. But when they're all capitals, it refers to his personal name. His personal name is Jehovah. And Jehovah, 
I can hear, I told you this the last, I can hear my father-in-law preaching this right now, just thought of it. What is Jehovah? Whatever you need him to be, that's what he is. The burning bush. Who, Moses said, shall I tell him sent me? He said, tell him that. I am that I am. I'm Jehovah. What you need is what I am. You need strength. I'm Jehovah. You need courage. I'm Jehovah. You need, uh, you need direction. I'm Jehovah. I'll never leave you. I will go with you. You need comfort. You need peace. You need help. I'm going to need, let you in on a little secret. Jehovah's with you all the way of the, anywhere with Jesus I can safely go. Anywhere, anywhere, I can trust Jesus. When I went to college and I looked at it again tonight, my sister gave me a Bible. She's with the Lord now. And she wrote me some nice things. And on this page of the Bible, I thought she always wrote it, but it must be my handwriting. I have the poem called, and I won't recite it, you know it. It's called The Secret. You know how it begins, I met God in the morning when the day was at its best. It's the secret. Years ago, and it will never get published, I, I started singing that. I'm, I, I said, I think I'm gonna put a tune to that. I met God in the morning when the day was at its best. His presence came like sunrise, like a glory in my breast. All day long, his presence lingered. All day long, he stayed with me. And we sailed in perfect calmness or a very troubled sea. Other ships were torn and battered. Other ships were sore distressed. The winds that seemed to drive them brought to me a peace and rest. And I think I learned the secret, learned by many a troubled way. You must meet him in the morning to have him through the day. That's the secret. That's the secret. What a tremendous secret this is. Go back to that song. Go back to chapter 25. The central message is verse 14. The brokenhearted man was looking for hope and he found out, Lord, if I'll just fear you, you'll do these four or five ingredients you said. He said, oh, I know there are people that are against me. I know I'm desolate and afflicted. And I said, I know they trouble me, they hate me in verse number 19, these enemies, and they have cruel hatred. But Jesus, you're always there. I love this song because I love singing it with the teenagers. Do you know verse one? Verse one is a song, and verse two is the chorus to that little song. And these other verses, do you know it? Singing it with me if you know it. Unto thee, O Lord. You the echo, know it? Unto thee, O Lord. Unto Do I lift up my soul? Unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my soul? On the course, O my God. I trust in thee, let me not be ashamed, let not my enemies triumph. 
Oh, they're all great. How about verse number three? Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Yea, let none that wait. Good. On thee be ashamed. Let's all sing the chorus, oh my God. I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies. We won't sing it. Remember not the sins of my youth. Oh my God, I trust in thee. David battled David. And David was so disappointed of his actions. But David said, Lord, I, I know the secret. I know the secret. I, I want you, regardless of whatever you've done in the past and whatever failures we may have in the future, I want you always to remember you can go back to the secret. And God's secret is that you just have to fear me. You have a, a, a reverential trust uh, all of who I am, not who your sin is, not your sin. Don't look to your sin. Don't look to your failure. Don't look to what people are saying. Look to me. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.